0: Yeah. What you, what you up to? You know how you get, like, the thrill of opening, like, loot boxes and stuff? Yeah, I'm aware. And you know how they're a terrible predatory practice that no one should get involved in and, and, and companies oh, should it's, definitely it's, stop it, doing? Yeah, it's unregulated gambling aimed
1: at children, you know, yeah. Ha
0: ha, ha ha, but I found a workaround. Okay. I just imagine. Uh, sorry? I just imagine. Hang on, hang on, hang on, Okay. Opening the box, ooh, oh, ooh, sparklies, lots of sparklies, lots of sparklies. That's like a skits, like a whole bunch of skits. It's just ooh, box oh, box full of skits. Oh, well, that's quite an exciting thing to have right. pulled, pulled in the box. What, right? Do you want to? And there's loads of sparklies as well. I yeah. got to imagine all the sparklies. Do you want to? want to open another one? I guess. Okay. Okay. Mm. <laughs> ooh, oh, this is a gold one. It's extra shiny. Ooh. Mm. oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, there's a jingle. There's a jingle (gasps) and everything.
2: La, 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 yeah, baby.
0: Oh, glowing light, glowing light. Okay, glowing light settling. (sighs) Okay, I've got things we played, watched, and listened to, and two queer wifey types. (gasps) Oh, heck. Yes, I love this game. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Magnadale. And I'm not
1: Jane Harris Magnadale. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast for two queer wifey types. That's us. Uh, we come from
0: imaginary gacha.
1: Yeah, apparently so. Uh, two queer friends have been, we, we have a bit of a catch up about the media we've consumed in the week
0: and do silly voices and skits. Just have a bit of a silly catch up. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm chilly. Yeah, yeah. It's been a bit warmer recently, but still, I am very chilly.
1: Uh, that is your eternal state. You, you uh-huh, just uh-huh, your uh-huh. your limbs don't don't get the heat properly. They do not. They do not. I'm, I'm- slowly freezing. I'm I, need, I
0: need you, my little basking rock.
1: <laughs> I am currently a toasty little bean. I I'm mean, you in, are wearing multiple I'm legs. in a hoodie and a dressing gown. And a blanket. And a weighted blanket. Mm-hmm. I am a cosy little bean.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <gasps> what have you been playing this week, my dear? What have dear? been
0: playing? Well, I mean, we played some things together. We We, did we, play we had a, a bit of a board game sesh, Yeah. Where do it Yeah, we, where do we want to start? Uh, well, uh, we played uh, Clank. We did. The original Clank, classic Clank, the original Uh, Yes, which we've not played in a while. We haven't. I tend to... I prefer playing it in larger player counts mostly because you are an expert at deck building and you absolutely destroy me every time. It is one of the games that when we play there's a good
1: percentage chance of me winning, which I think the reason it came out this past weekend is you'd you'd won the first game of the day and we're like okay, I can I can I can play this and maybe lose the second
0: one. I won't mind too much. This won't be like the third game I've lost yes. in a day. It's one of those, I I love Clank as a game, but I, I entirely
1: understand why it is where it is on your list of yeah. games. Like,
0: I'm not one of those people that, that I I don't, it's not that I, I like playing games, what I like playing, what I like doing is winning. No. I do like playing games, but I like to win <laughs> enough that I don't feel like I'm just completely an yeah. it. And
1: I think generally, as, as a couple, we have a pretty good, like, if we're playing games against each other, there's a pretty good rate of, of both of us winning. I would need to check the app for that. Oh, you, you do have an app for that now. Do you do have an app for that. Ooh, someone's got
0: an app to, to empirically work out who's winning more games. <laughs> I mean, it does lots of other things too. I can yeah. tell you exactly what percentage of games I've played on what days. Well, well then. <laughs> I love my life. Yeah, it's full of stats. It
1: is full of stats. But <laughs> yes, we played Clank. Uh, we've, we haven't talked about it in a while, but it is part deck builder, part board game in that it is... You're doing your individual deck building while exploring an environment in a, in a little dungeon, trying to like collect treasures and things. Yeah. Um. Lots of the cards will generate clank, which is basically you made some noise, and then when the dragon attacks, you pull cubes out of a bag, and the more noise you've been making, the more risk of your cubes coming out and damage happening. Mm-hmm. And then occasionally, someone will leave the dungeon, and everyone has to do a mad scramble to try and leave and yes. see who's got the most points. Because
0: as soon as the first person is out, whenever it comes back to what would have been their turn... There's going to be a dragon attack. Whether yes. anything else triggered a dragon attack or not, there's always yes. going to be one the, there. The
1: more people have have fled to the surface, the more frequently you're going to be pulling cubes out of that bag and risking taking damage on your way out. And oh, yes. It, it snowballs quickly. Oh, yes.
0: Uh, we played with the Mummy's Curse board.
1: Yeah, which is... Uh, it's a slightly different layout, it has a few different things on the board, but the main difference is there's a mummy that moves around and you can fight it if you're in the correct zone. For if you're in the correct zone. There's, like, for, there's
0: usually just an above ground and a below ground. Yes. And you can't leave if you haven't gone below ground at least once. Yeah, you've got to have got a, a tra- like a trophy an or artifact. something from, from below ground. Yes. And then there's loads of other random sort of things around the board that you can find and they will be mysteries and sometimes they'll be like a health potion or a little speed boost potion. Yeah. Or they might be, the ah, discard a card from your discard pile or something. Yeah, um, yeah there's, it's, it's a fun, interesting deck-building game. I, I, I think it does suffer with the same thing that I feel generally about deck-building games anyway, wherein a lot of it can come down to luck. There's there you'll sometimes have those moments where it's like the opening shop row has appeared and that
1: one really fucking good item has appeared and, and then whoever who gets to get first, the money first yeah whoever can get together enough money or buying power to, to grab it first is going to have a significant advantage compared mm-hmm. to what they would otherwise
0: yes yeah, um, but I got that magic carpet. I yeah. got it quite early on, and I still only lost by. Well, I still lost, and I still lost by like three points. It was pretty close. Yeah. It was closer it, than usual.
1: It, it it was one of those games where like. There was a good few rounds in the early game where I would finally have enough buying power to get the rare, very good item and then you would buy it, like, immediately before yes. I got it. Or, like, okay, I've got my plan for next turn. To- oh, Jane did that on this turn. You, you were always, like, exactly one turn ahead of where I was going for Which a while. Which interesting,
0: because I think I went first.
1: Um, I think I went, oh, first. went first. So okay, you, I think not, it's, that the, you bought the item that, like, the the carpet that lets you sort of speed a bit, and yes. I think that like, you get, like, one turn ahead of my pacing.
0: I, yeah, I managed to, like, l- you were, like, two steps away from getting to the 30-point the artifact, yeah. and I managed to nav it quickly. But by that point, you'd already got more money, which meant you were able to buy more things from the shop Yeah, as you were passing, and you were able to, like, buy things, like, you were able to buy a backpack and basically be able to pick up a second artifact yeah. Uh, I think you ended up getting just about every single artifact, uh, every single uh, item from the shop, one of everything from the shop. I think so, yeah.
1: It. I, I like that the game does seem to a band a little bit in that regard, of, like, if you focus down on one thing, someone else will probably have gone down a different route and it will sort
0: of converge back yeah. in terms of how you've done. Yes, and and you never know what the, the large um, mystery items are going to be. They might be something that's worth a decent amount of money, This particular map has a a giant monkey head treasure that's also worth 10 that you can randomly pick up. It's got the three little see no evil, speak no evil, hear no evil monkeys as well, which are worth five each and you can just randomly grab. Um, There's lots of different ways to score points in this.
1: Uh, It's got the curse mechanic, which I think is unique to this one, which uh, is occasionally you'll get a good thing, but you'll get a curse and that's minus two points at the end, but there's ways to cure your curses and that's like an additional negative
0: point modifier you're having to manage and. Yeah, it's yeah. a little extra hiccup and, and just something a little bit different. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoy Clank. It's definitely one of my favorite games, yeah. but i think it works better in higher I, player counts. i agree the additional chaos
1: and the if you don't get it this turn there's a bigger amount of people who will probably grab the thing mm. like i
0: think that balances out well at larger player counts. Yeah. and it has been a really long time since we played like proper clank because yeah. we played uh acquisitions incorporated yeah the, the sort of the, legacy clank the legacy one with uh with with friends and that has much more of a sort of co-op vibe to it yeah like yeah you are trying to achieve the thing and get out and that will ultimately mean that anyone left behind is gonna have more dragon attacks going on but ultimately you are kind of all working together so you have to be a little bit more friendly about it and honestly i like
1: i like that i think i think it works well that that legacy campaign but
0: yeah Yeah. And Renegade do seem to have put out multiple different versions of Clank now. So we've got Clank. We've also got Clank in space. Yeah. Clank Legacy is out, has been a few years now. We've played through that with friends. Uh, Clank Legacy 2 is coming out, I believe, sometime maybe this year. Clank Catacombs, which is the procedurally generated one. And then there's The Hunger, which is just Clank- but slightly different with vampires. Oh, um, I know this because recently I got a thing being like, "Hey, there's we, we've we've got the hunger for fifteen quid," and I was like, Ooh. "That's pretty good for a, a big box game." I know very little about this game, but I've definitely heard about it. Looked at, I was like, "Oh, it's it's just Clank." In fact, it's here in this review. Th- it's an entire breakdown of how this is similar and/or different to Clank. It's like we've got two clanks we don't need a third i think we'll be all right yes and our friends also have a clank and i'm pretty sure just about everyone we know who's got a who who wants a clank has got one
1: exactly
0: yeah and what about you what else have you played well i
1: finished a game this week
0: finished yeah Mm. i
1: after after 90 hours crammed into a couple of weeks i have finished playing through like a dragon infinite wealth oh heck um I fucking love this video game. I, I think love. it's great. It scratches all of my little itches in what I like in a video game.
0: It, it was so many of the things you love in one place. It is. It is
1: like a serious, dramatic, like cutscene-heavy, narrative-heavy RPG. It is a silly little open-world game where they, it's absolutely jam-packed full of uh, side content to do that is mechanically unique, narratively unique, uh, silly. Or serious, or both of them at once, sometimes in in bafflingly well combined ways. You've it got is. a new
0: Pokemon? Yeah, You've there's, got
1: a new there's. Animal Crossing? It, there's a Pokemon side quest with 150 ish Pokemon to find. There's an Animal Crossing mode where you have, like, a whole separate island to go do Animal Crossing quests. You have. Like, the Pokemon side quest has, like, go do the gyms and the Elite Four and the Champion and all this, and it has, like, acted cutscenes. Um that game is so much bigger in scope than it had any right to be while never feeling like it was big for the sake of being big mm. like it it always felt incredibly dense in offering content if it was going to give you new places to be mm. um it never did that
0: thing of here is a huge new area with fuck all to do yeah
1: um the sheer like i thought i had a handle on like what the the size of your adventuring party and the place you were exploring was going to be, and then at one point the game kind of split into two halves, and it's like, hey, we're kind of doubling up. There's this going on over here and this going on over here, and both of them are as densely packed as each other. Oh, yes. Um, and I think this game does... It does a great job of being a follow-up to uh, the uh the original RPG one, Like a Dragon, um... I think it does a really good job of introducing new characters and making them just as memorable. And I would love to see more of them in the future of the series as the ones from the first. Uh-huh. I think it does a much better job than Yakuza 6 did of trying to be a send-off kind of for Kiryu right. uh, as a character. Um, uh, like the the deal with yakuza 6 is it was at one point going to be kiryu's last game and then they kind of undid that cuz 6 was not a great last game for kiryu and this feels like a much more fulfilling if we never get another game about kiryu in any regard i'd be i'd be okay with it
0: so was 7 the f- last one with ichiban yeah oh, yeah okay.
1: it's they didn't call it yakuza 7 but it was basically 7 oh, okay. um so yeah, it feels like a much better, if they never make another game with Ichiban, be it a, uh, if they never made an, uh, this one feels like if they never made another game with Kiryu, be it a spin-off or a sequel or whatever justification, I'd be okay with that. Uh, in fact, I think that this, that Infinite Wealth introduces a new character that, if you wanted a new slightly more serious, like brawler, not RPG, Lead for the series. I think this game introduces a character I could see holding that role and making it work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I like, the biggest complaint I have to say about this game is the final boss was a little bit of a difficulty spike, and it was a difficulty spike at the end of a dungeon, which meant I had to completely leave quite a lengthy dungeon, go find a way to get a bit stronger, and go redo that dungeon to retry the tricky boss, which yeah. is like, if that's the biggest complaint I have about a 90 hour RPG, I can live with that. Um, it was maybe a couple of hours of backtrack out, work out how to make some stronger weapons, come up with a new plan, go back in. Mm. Um, which, if it, if it were a shorter game, maybe that two hours would have felt more frustrating. And like, it's, it wasn't ideal, but in a 90 hour game, it, it kind of melts away a little bit. Um, it, it's, I think it helps that I never had to stop and think about gr- level grinding anywhere else in the game. It was really, mm. really well paced generally for never really needing a grind. So I, I, mean, c- I
0: can take a couple of hours for the final boss, maybe, yeah. I mean, you did dig into pretty much every single aspect of that game, so I can see how you would have picked up a good amount of XP anyway. Again, but yeah, that that
1: doing all of the side content brought me to about where I needed to be for the end of the game, maybe a couple of levels below where I needed to be, but about... Like, all the side content was about what brought
0: me to the level camp. Yeah. I wonder if that, end of, like, final boss scales. I... Or if it's something that, if you hadn't maybe gone and done all of the side content, or at least not to completion, maybe, that you would have had a much harder time, uh, yeah. or you would have had, like, much more grinding I'll, time I'll, I'll put it this way. I think the game is definitely balanced around you
1: doing a lot of the side content. Maybe not all of it, but to a certain degree... Um. I, I I think I, I can say this much. Ichiban, uh, his default class is Hero. And that class, it's uh, the stats are to a degree impacted by your personality stats, which are increased by doing a bunch of the side content. Right. Um. He's not the only character with a mechanic like that. There are characters who you are encouraged to do side content because it will mechanically improve those characters. Yeah. I think, to a certain degree, they want you to do a good amount of the side content. Mm. Um, and my only other complaint about it, again, is there is a final section where you cannot go back to a certain location, and you might realise, oh, I want to, let's say, build up this character's final weapon oh, I can't, I literally, like, now's the time I've realised I need to be stronger and have a stronger weapon, because I want to go do the final boss. Yeah. And, like, I literally can't get the prerequisite item that would let me build because your better weapon. Because it's in another weapon. location yeah. that
0: I'm now locked out of. Yeah.
1: Like, I didn't know I needed a better weapon until now, and I can't go get the default weapon that I build the materials on top of to make your best weapon. Mm. Uh, so I'm kind of stuck just not being able to increase your damage output, really. Um, like, there's little things like that. Um, I would definitely say if you get to the point of no return and you know there's two halves, do anything you want to do for the second halves being ready for the end of the game before you do the first halves end of the game. Uh, that that'll, right enough. that'll be a bit clearer if you get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I also have some thoughts about there is a character in this game that I really want to have a conversation with someone more personally impacted by their narrative to ask... To, to talk about some aspects of a character's presentation, mm. um, it's not enough to negatively, like, to stop me loving this game, but it, I have thoughts I wanna, I wanna talk through with someone about, yeah. about at least one character's narrative. Mm. Um, but generally speaking, it was 90 hours of some of the most sweet, serious, sincere, silly, densely packed, mechanically creative RPG I've ever played. Um, all of the new mechanics, in terms of like making the battle system uh, more dynamic, I think work really, really well. I really like all the the iconography they use to to make it clear whether you're gonna, you know, attack someone with a improvised weapon from the environment, if you're gonna do a combo attack with a another uh, party member, if you've lined up things right so that you're gonna knock an enemy into another enemy. All of that stuff is really well communicated. I really like what having the little circle of movement does to being able to line up your attacks better. It is fast-paced and really, really satisfying, and I genuinely think a lot of the mechanics that came from the Brawler, Kiryu, Yakuza games work better here. I I find it easier to reliably do environmental damage attacks in this than I ever did in the Brawler ones, even though that's sort of where that mechanic came from. Um... It's 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 great. I I've played it through, and I'm currently playing through it again on on stream. And there's a bit of me that's like, I don't really have time. I could start a new game plus. <laughs> I could just start going through this again. Cause god damn, it's a really really good game.
0: Do you know if there's a lot extra in the new game plus?
1: Um, I don't know a huge amount about about the new game plus. I do know. I know there's at least a couple of things I haven't done that I probably would do on a New Game Plus. You're going to um, go for
0: the, my own championships? <laughs>
1: um, I know there is a... a And I don't necessarily have to go into New Game Plus. I could just go back into my current save file to do this. I know there is a optional dungeon I haven't done yet that I Ooh. still want to go back in and do. Um, like there's there's things for me to do still, but it's a really damn good game. I am pretty blown away, and I really hope we get more Ichiban-led rpgs in this series and i hope we get more games in this series set in hawaii because that map is really good and i hope they don't just one and done it because this series is usually really good about reusing locations and you know to the point where they feel really familiar
0: and i hope that's the same here what about you well we play something else together what did we Most play the board games so yeah. it's gonna be things we did together <laughs> uh we played spirit island did play spirit island it's been a little while uh we've talked about this before it's um a game where you are the natural spirits of uh, an island there are natives and they are just getting on with their shit until in our case in in our most recent game the kingdom of england turn up oh no invading. not the english
1: fuck the english oh the fucking english the fucking oh,
0: english. oh. oh. So, yeah, this is the first time we've actually played with an adversary. Yeah. We've been sort of slowly working up to understand base mechanics of game, get the healthy island, blighted island stuff uh, slowly introduced as well. Uh, We've got the events from the expansion stuff, so that adds, like, a little extra niggles. And now we've added the... um, the adversaries. Yes, which
1: is, sp- rather than just generic invaders, it's like, oh no, this place is invading and they
0: have their own unique mechanics for this set of invaders. And they have, like, a unique winning condition, which in the case of England is, if any area with villages and cities has seven or more, at the end of a the round, they win. Uh, which, given that one of their special powers is during the second era... Uh, mm-hmm. There's like a whole bunch of cards That you're going to be drawing And slowly from that You're going to be exploring into The, the invaders will be exploring Into new areas Then building in those areas Then destroying those areas Or ravaging them yeah. Potentially causing Blight to the island itself uh, You can take that as pollution Or, or however you want to see it yeah. And But in the second phase There's l- l- most of the cards All but one in fact Has an icon on it And that will trigger The special power During that particular area and for England, it is that basically loads of extra places are going to suddenly get built on, meaning that it is all the easier for them to reach that particular goal. Uh, yeah. We were only playing the level one but yeah. level one was, was quite enough to get going although yeah. we did win in three different ways in the same round we we did but there were also some very hairy moments where things looked quite concerning oh yes yeah we had quite a slow start we we were struggling a little bit but once we got going yeah. we really really got going
1: uh, it didn't help that i took a minute to remember how some mechanics work and i wasn't using all my innate abilities as much as i should have been
0: yeah yeah, yeah. i mean that it's it's a it's a dense game yeah, uh, it, it is one of those heavyweight games or like medium heavyweight games that once you understand a lot of the iconography and and the basics of it, it isn't really all that bad to like play a game. You you can play a turn quite quickly, but at the same time, you do have a lot of upfront learning to do beforehand. Mm. And uh, yeah, that it was a, it. Was a good time. We won. Yeah, uh, we won quite far before the end. I think we'd yeah. only just got into the.
1: Like the third era. This this was my first time playing a new faction. It was because usually play, you play uh, uh, rivers. Usually we do the rivers in the ocean together because yes. they synergize well. I played as uh, animals, spooky animals in the forest that were good at uh just jumping just out of the forest grabbing people and being like
3: yeah you had loads of beasts
0: yeah i had uh, i had my little roaming army of of beasts roaming around the map i got a card that really helped cuz it could let me add more beasts to the the table which yep. meant that you could manipulate them around and my i was playing um uh, i can't remember it basically down i think downpour is the the real keyword on there the sort of water phoenix um, thing a sort of two-headed water phoenix thing and Primarily, like, one of my best abilities, or two of my best, one of my innate cards lets me help, let another person use one of their cards, or one of their powers twice, or a second time. And my main, my, like, one of my main innate abilities is I can, depending on how much blue energy I've created, how much uh, water energy I've created, can potentially reuse my own abilities yes which meant i was able to do that to give you more times to do your abilities again and again and again yes
1: yes there was a lot of like i would do a thing and you would go do you want to do anything again i was like oh i'll generate an extra animal do you want to do it again
0: yeah i'll generate an extra animal i've got my little army here yeah i mean it went from at the start of the game i was occasionally able to do one thing twice mm. and by the end of the game it's was like right i've got nine blue energy which means i can potentially do something four times yeah uh, which which makes up for the fact that that character really struggles to get a lot of card play yeah like you have to do a lot of work to get a second card play in yes and um, but also at that point you're sacrificing your ability to generate a lot of energy which you need obviously to get the most out of your cards and then one of their like, most powerful growth actions, like right at the start of the turn, involves discarding two cards from your hand and getting a really good turn out. But that does mean that you're having to then like, do pretty much alternates of that and gathering all your cards up and, and having a slightly weaker turn next time. But it, so it sort of balances out between the two. Yeah. But it does mean that there's sort of fits and starts for that character. And it is a very difficult start to the game. Yeah, yeah uh, I had a good time and we won, which is always nice. And and if it, it, it feels good to uh, to get rid of all the invaders in Spirit Island, it does indeed. I do enjoyed it. Okay, so you played Sharp Fangs Behind the Leaves, yeah, and I played Downpour Drenches the World, ooh, woo, uh, which I believe are from the Feather and Branch, uh, Feather and Flame expansion and uh, Branch and Claw. So yeah that was Island. what else yeah. have you played
1: uh we played a video game together or at least the demo yeah, for one we did we played the the uh the demo that's available for final fantasy 7 uh rebirth which is the second part of the the remake trilogy we did uh this is the the whole first chapter of the game it seems uh from what i can tell which is the uh if you know final fantasy 7 the the the
0: the flashback is the the talking about the history of uh cloud going to Nibelheim with Sephiroth. my good friend Sephiroth good friends, sephiroth yeah the, uh, lovely guy sephiroth yeah
1: pleasant lovely heroic sephiroth he's a well loved
0: beloved hero well everyone goes but he's the bad guy explain how we get Don't to the worry, bad I'm guy getting there, i'm getting there right you know i've got two hours of content to tell you before yeah. we can get to that bit it's
1: a nice sizable demo it is yeah. it was a good couple of hours it's and still so pretty it's still so pretty uh that that game looks gorgeous um it 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 was nice starting to get, like, a sense of this is going to be the the, the one where we get bigger open world spaces. Because there was a lot of, like, very open vistas and things drawn drawn into the big distance here where it's like, oh, I can see how you're going to do big open spaces like this. Yes.
0: Hard to tell what's going to be cutscene, what's not from the... Because there's, like, a video at the end and videos towards the beginning. I'm still unsure about what's happening. It's got a nice recap. I really appreciated the recap. Even to the point of, like watching that recap and going i don't i mean it's been a while since we played the the first part but i don't remember getting some of the 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 aspects of the (laughs) ending of the first one it in the way that 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 um, that recap lays
1: out some things that were a bit ambiguous i think i
0: don't know if like they maybe they weren't ambiguous and i've just forgotten over time but in my mind i'm like i'm pretty sure no, i did not pick up that aspect <laughs> of of the previous one it's the problem with a three-part
1: very big rpg yeah that's playing around with what you remember versus new things maybe
0: yeah also it, it does kind of play around with like the whole i mean it, i guess it kind of helps with the whole final fantasy 7 thing anyway because mm. i was often playing exhausted after yeah. work but still wanting to, like, play it for hours and hours and hours and then not sleeping very much and then going to work the next day. Yeah. Because I was obsessed with it, but also I had a really gruelling job. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, obviously by the time I'd played through 127 hours and, and all of the times I died as well, and, and actually getting to the end, like, I had patchy memory of what had, had, had happened so far. Yeah. Although I remember playing through the first one going, yeah, I, yes, this was definitely a thing that happened. Maybe not exactly the way <laughs> it did originally, but yeah, it's it's definitely yeah. there. I
1: I as curious as I still am about what exactly they're doing with certain aspects of this trilogy. I playing this reminded me how much I enjoyed playing through the first one of this with you. Yeah, and. I I'm excited for more of it. It yeah. it plays how I rem- like. It was pretty pretty easy to pick back up the 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 fighting system and how it worked.
0: I mean, it's well tutorialized. So. Yeah,
1: I I I I think it the the fact that it's in a flashback is a really good convenient excuse for. Rebuilding you up with those mechanics hmm. and tutorializing them, rather than, hey, you're part of a party of adventurers that is that
0: last time we saw you was all very competently fighting. Do you need a warm back up? Um, yeah, like theoretically, you could step into this as your first one. I don't know why you would. I don't think theoretically na- narratively it is bad
1: idea, but like mechanically, they would get you up to speed. Yeah. Um
0: and like most of the important controls for like fighting and stuff are on screen constantly. Yes. The one thing I really struggled with is press the, the start button in order to go into the menu to adjust <laughs> materia and realizing I wasn't quite in the right place yes. or I hadn't quite come out of the, the cutscene. Yeah, properly.
1: sometimes it doesn't like going into the pause menu if like you haven't finished a, like, a sword swinging animation. Yeah. That it'll go to like, the game is paused but you're still seeing the gameplay as opposed to the pause menu as
0: opposed to here are, here is a selection of menus the way you yes. can add items and equipment it's in the chat. it's it's a
1: slightly janky thing that's like not the end of the world but i i came up against it a little too
0: yeah
1: um but yeah it was a good sizable chunk that made me go yeah i really want to get back into playing through phono fantasy with you mm-hmm. again and that's only a few weeks away yeah yeah but also fuck, screenings. I mean, yeah, folks, where he makes in many regards, but also... Yeah, it's Final Fantasy Seven, though. <laughs> uh, what about you? What have you been playing this week? Uh,
0: we played one other board game. Did we? What did we play? We, we played Root.
1: <gasps> we did play Root. Did we've play Root? we've played this before. It's the Little Animal Wars. It's
0: Yeah, it's a, a very adorable war game. <laughs> yeah. Don't let anyone tell you it's not a war game, because it very definitely is. Um, So, Root is uh, a, a asymmetric um, game... Uh, You played as the Marquis de Cat, which uh, they are the recent, uh, they've recently taken over the forest. Although we were not playing on the base game map, we were playing on the uh, mountain map, which has a whole bunch of hidden paths that you can slowly uncover Mm -hmm. for extra points and extra ways around the map. Uh, We also played with the uh, hirelings. So we had the uh, the the local band I think it is mm-hmm. the uh the equivalent of the rats and also the lizards. Oh yes, the the cult lizards. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was quite interesting uh, synergistically because the I I worked out maybe a bit too late on that I could use the lizards to bring uh or oh, sorry i could use the bards to bring the lizards into a specific place right near your base yeah and then i was able to use the lizards to fight you specifically so that there weren't enough of them on the board by the time you took over the lizards to fight me uh so i'd managed to deplete them and you were like well i could put more back on the board but by the time i'm ready to use them they'll be in the wrong place or or they'll be Jane's... <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was interesting trying with the different hirelings. And I think... And I may or may not have said this before, but I think the hirelings, as a concept, work so much better uh, in a two-player game than the Clockwork factions. The Clockwork hmm. is is the concept of like running an Automa where you're basically running a full version of that faction. Yeah. And the hirelings are like a mini version and they've usually only got two or three rules, and you they're very slowly introduced yeah. over the course of a. And a control hours. of them
1: swaps back and forth, so yes. they will intermittently be trying to benefit whoever currently has their favour.
0: Yeah, so it's not a lot of headroom for learning. Yeah. But you can kind of get an understanding of, of how the first one works by the time that uh, has come to pass. It's being passed over to the other person. Mm. They'll have a pretty good idea and they'll also be getting slightly longer with it. Yeah, Assuming the um, like who's in first doesn't change a lot before then, then it's very likely that the person who had initially had to learn the, the first set of hirelings is now learning the second set. And it's it's quite a good balance. Although, thanks to dice rolls, we did end up towards the end of I've got all but one of them. And then you had all of them, and they were all about to expire on exactly the same time. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It, w- it was going to be bad, but it didn't matter, because I, I did manage to, to win mm. uh, pretty well. Which, considering I started that game going, I do not remember how the moles work. <laughs> I
1: did not know how the moles worked, so I was having to sort of work out the game plan as, as, as we
0: went. Yes. Um, yeah, like, the, the moles... If you let them get going, they can just absolutely steamroll. But I've had, like, games before where I absolutely got shut down by several consecutive, uh, attacks from different people, which meant that I, like, my whole engine just completely collapsed within one turn. By the time it came back to me, it's like, okay, well, I guess I'm basically starting from the beginning again, and I don't have very many ways of earning points, so I guess I'm kind of out of the game now. Mm. It was a risk, but it, it's, I think it's only like the second time I've played as them, so it was, it was nice to try again. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I didn't get completely steamrolled this time. You did, you did real good. I did all right, and and you you firm, firmly managed to do some good stuff with the with the cats. I I did. I just it
1: just didn't come together at the right time, and I, I I I didn't act at the right moments in the right ways. Yeah.
0: But yeah, it it yeah, I I still very much enjoy root. Yeah. It's a good game. It's a good game. An indeed. excellent board game, and fits in surprisingly small box once you've got a decent insert for it. That it does. What about you? What have you been playing?
1: Ah, uh, I've not really been playing much else. It's it's really just been trying to finish um, Infinite Wealth so that <laughs> I'm ready for uh a i had work obligations coming up and B, deep rock survivors will be out by the time any of you hear this and like that's gonna be big time sync so i was just like i need to get infinite wealth out of the way (laughs) and i want to play that final fantasy demo with you i've not really had time for much else Uh, what about
0: you have you been playing Uh, i played one other thing that i can briefly talk about i don't feel like i've done a huge amount with it though i have played for a good amount of time uh, the game is apico i think you pronounce it What apico uh yeah i'm not sure how it's pronounced but a p i c o yeah i'd say apico cuz i'm thinking um uh apiary like with, yeah. with, with with it's bees you're looking after bees you're looking after bees uh graphically it looks a little bit like littlewood mm. you are you you have come back to an island you've you visit your nan and it's like, hey, you're gonna come back and raise bees the way everyone on this island raises bees. Excellent. And you're like tutorialized through a few little things, uh, like understanding the basic controls and getting tools and and resources. And then you're basically told, hey, don't just dump your stuff all over the island. Build yourself a house. It's like, okay. And in in the in the course of knocking down enough trees to build myself a house, that would be big enough to put all of the tools and equipment that i would Mm -hmm. need to build my things i apparently ticked off a bunch of the the local spirits oh no knocking down too many trees so i don't know how i'm supposed to fit all of this in and do all those things as well but there's uh like bee crossbreeding to try and get different species of bees there's a whole mechanic of making sure that the bees are stronger and better by virtue of of like getting the right bee stats checking (laughs) checking the bee stats Uh, building slightly better beehives uh, like proper apiaries so that you can get honey and comb and wax I guess and then like ah yeah well now I've got a a bunch of wax I can start making my own candles and selling the candles to make money to buy bottles so that I can start I think it's mead they don't call it mead. I think they yeah. call it, like, honey pop or something. Which, which is, is... I'm gonna guess exciting.
1: it's like a, uh... They couldn't get certified on Switch if they said it was alcohol without a different uh, age rating. It's the whole side of yeah. thing, isn't Pe- it? Peggy will change her age rating if alcohol's involved. Oh, Peggy. Yeah. <laughs> You're such a scold. Oh, side note. Oh. The man who does the Peggy, <laughs> Peggy 18 voice... <laughs> was on voice, TikTok. Yeah, he only got paid $200. What?
0: For his work being the Peggy voice. And he's never been paid any further money. I did not know that I did, yeah. see, I did see a TikTok from him the other day talking about the fact that like you might know me as the Peggy18 guy yeah he's like so if we could just get like even a like from this and if if you're you're someone who plays games and could yeah. you maybe could you maybe share it I guess where he was going with is I want to A. know how many people have seen the thing yeah so that I can go and now I've only earned just to let you know how much I yeah. earned for that
1: or if look if nothing else like hey maybe he makes some money off views on TikTok probably deserves it that's a voice that's very well known mm-hmm. but yes apiary yes <laughs> making mead i think is where apico. we're at.
0: yeah uh yeah i'm but enjoying yeah, it so far mm-hmm. uh yeah it's 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 bees it's lots of bees, bees. and a little bit of, of crafting not really survival you don't have to worry about any of your own stats you just have to look after bees yeah bees. and that doesn't even seem to be particularly high pressure like the bees aren't going to be very upset if you don't immediately go and Empty the, th- empty the things or put a new queen in 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 charge you just go and you do other things like uh, well I'm not going to go and look after all those bees but I will be looking after the few select bees in this giant field of flowers that I'm slowly crossbreeding because that's the other thing you're not just breeding the bees you end up crossbreeding flowers and they're for having like whole new species of flowers to deal with yeah. slowly you'll get more like manuals and in the game and they will constantly give you like things to do things to shoot for things to work out ideas on on things maybe you haven't done and and um, suggestions and then I think it's it's just laid out in a way that you don't need to do a lot of like tutorializing you can kind of find it yourself or or just look in the manual because there is always yeah. a manual for there. I just wish I had more inventory space yeah I need a backpack <laughs> maybe I can make a. Pack. <laughs> or something like that. What about you? Have you played anything else? No, that's about it for me. Well no time for this. Oh my god,
1: oh my god. Um they they're announcing it soon. They are? Yeah, yeah, the new the new console. It's coming it's coming really soon. I'm so excited. Yeah, so I wanted to uh, I I wanted to I wanted to have theories right. about what yeah. what the new console is going to do because because yeah. I've I've heard some rumors online and right. I I'm, I'm excited so yeah. uh, I uh, I'm hoping that it's going to have uh, it's going to have a, 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 a terabyte uh, a couple of, mm, more than a terabyte five terabytes of SSD for storing all of my games right yeah and
2: eight K. AK, of course. AK screen.
1: Yeah, 120 FPS. Yeah. Oh, at
2: least. At yeah. least. At um, least. The backwards compatibility for every console ever. Every console ever, at least. Even the ones they didn't make. All Even of the those, consoles. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Every arcade, every every single version of every arcade, all of it is all going to be completely yeah, available. Yeah, and um,
1: um, um, it'll it'll take all the old games and make them run uh, a way higher resolution, way higher speed, and they'll just like they'll they'll be like brand new games except they're the old games.
2: It's like the once you put the special new kind of DLSS, they're going to put on it Ridge Racer. The original is going to look like Forza Motorsport twenty twenty three.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And uh, I've heard you're going to be able to do uh, multiplayer, uh, even even if the other person doesn't have the console. Uh, you can just like you know send a version of the game to to them uh, like on their screen, so that they can eat like you can do multiplayer without having to get a second console.
2: I've heard it's got a whole AR thing, so you could just like gesture in front of it, and it's is gonna do things with like a holographic display that's kind of in front of you and it's gonna you know, you're gonna be able to touch all the things and control all the things and, and you know it's all gonna be it's all gonna be right there
1: and it's gonna and it's gonna be VR but it'll fit into just like a little regular pair of glasses so people won't even know you're playing it.
2: And those glasses are going to be super lightweight. and There will be any problems? But yeah, they're, they're
1: li- like, literally just a pair of glasses. Literally just
2: a pair of glasses, you know, and and nice ones too. Stylish, yeah, yeah, stylish, yeah stylish, stylish ones. And and uh,
1: it it it's gonna it, it's gonna uh... it's gonna have a six-year battery life. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That seems reasonable. By the
2: time you need to recharge it, the new one will be out.
1: I. I am so ready for all of these features to arrive and to not be at all disappointed by the announcement.
2: I mean, my uncle works at Nintendo and he said this is definitely happening, so I'm very excited for it to happen.
1: Well, my uncle works at PlayStation and also says it's happening, so.
2: Well then, we are agreed. We are agreed.
3: This is the world's most advanced gaming chair. You might think you've seen gaming chairs before. You've seen bucket seats. Seat warmers, integrated speakers, bunny ears. No gaming chair reacts quite the way this one does at times of extreme pressure when you absolutely cannot miss. This chair will lean you forward automatically into the pro gamer lean. The lean chair, the ultimate chair for gamers who must win.
0: What have you put in your eyes? We watched
1: a film together. We did. We talked about this film last yeah, week. Yeah, I watched it last week and then we went and I went and saw it again with you, so you've seen it now. What uh-huh. what did you think of Argyle?
0: It's silly. It's very silly. It's it's a fun film, right? It is a fun film. Like I I guess I didn't know entirely what to expect. Yeah. Um, I I I, w- I and the, the beginning of the film I I'm getting tripped over myself a lot here. <laughs> I think Ryan George in the latest pitch meeting said it perfectly. A twist every ten minutes. Yes.
1: Ten minutes has passed, there must be another twist in I film. mean, yes... And like some of them are more well concealed than others. Yes, but I think I think I think it's fun to just sort of let the twists go at you a bit.
0: Yeah, it's it's silly, good for the ADHD. Yes, it, it,
1: it <laughs> presses the dopamine button a lot. Yes, um, I think they make very very good use of um playing around with the the concept and doing silly things with it. Well, mm. uh, be it. The fight scene where you're swapping between Henry Cavill and the person who's actually in the fight scene. Yes. Um, be it uh the process of writing the book being like imagining the scene and then the character in the scene stopping and going, nah nah, that isn't working. Um like they, they play a lot around with the conceit in like fun if not wholly original ways. Yeah. Um and that last act of the film is very
0: fun. It's ridiculous, like the, there was there was one scene where there was oh we're all in peril oh we're cornered and trapped and it's all going to go very very badly wrong, and the out the 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 following like two minutes of that film just I was just pissing myself laughing because it was so ridiculous. ridiculous. There's I I think it's fine to
1: say there was a very colourful scene and everything from that scene onwards is um intensely okay that's what we're doing now cool sure
0: yeah there were there were lots of things i appreciated about this including getting the heels off as soon as possible yes <laughs> um sensible shoes Uh picking somebody for that role who isn't just tiny yes having a uh, a film where the uh lead actor and the lead actress are Roughly the same height? Yes. And it didn't feel like anyone was standing on a box at any point. Agreed.
1: Um I think that some of the twists in it are done well, and I think there's a few of them that that really do land that you're gonna work out what's coming literally like ten seconds before it happens, yeah. but like it didn't occur to you before that. And I think that that's perfect for a film like this yeah. is you is, might
0: be more switched on than either yeah. of us and just be like, yeah, I worked out from the beginning. I mean, it's like, yeah, but I don't care. I don't there, know, the I thing is, some. there's
1: so many twists that, like, ah, there's going to be at least one that gets you, probably. Surely.
0: Surely one will and get even, you. And even if the twist
1: doesn't get you, I think that, like, they're constantly having fun and switching up which, like, as a par- maybe parody, you could call it, of that sort of, like, James Bond-esque spy mm. story, I think it's very clearly a very loving parody. It's one that turns certain aspects up to 11, but never does so to try and mock them. It's like, no, no, no. Something like a James Bond is inherently ridiculous as it is. Just lean into it and do fun, ridiculous shit with the premise. And
0: hopefully make it less sexist. I, yes, yes. Like, you can tell that this is from the the Kingsman, or at least some of the people involved yeah. in Kingsman. Because it does that, like, we want to do a ridiculous spy movie... But we're not going to take it too seriously. We're yeah. not. We're not. We're not going to be, you know, saying years from now, oh, it's it's a huge work of uh, importance uh, when we're looking at things like Moonraker, which is inherently quite silly. Yeah, but it's
1: it's it's a film that like I could very much see myself a few times in the future going, I could go for rewatching that. Was pretty yeah, fun, wasn't it? T- it's the,
0: it's the kind of thing like obviously it's not not going to be this week, but like the say for example, we had a day. Where we both wanted to play something on our Steam decks or whatever. Yeah. nothing needed to be on the set. It's like, should we put just a film on in the background that we'll occasionally it's... look over and go, "Huh." Ah.
1: Yeah, this will be one of that rotation. I think. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, it is.
1: I like that this film ha- is as many genre, like has as many genre shifts within the sort of spy film genre as it does. Yes. Like it. There are, I would say, like, at least, like, three or four points in this film where it feels like a completely different genre of spy film. And I don't think that's to its detriment. I think that it does a good job of shifting between, you know, be it the uh, thriller where we're just sort of being whisked along to the slightly solve the mystery of what's happening mm. type to the sort of more, um, I don't want to talk up too much about the latter couple of things it becomes yeah, but,
0: but I think I think it does the 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 the, the like the the um sexy su- super spy hmm. who's cool as fuck and, and suave as fuck and, and can achieve anything just by virtue of main character yeah it also manages to do the action film that is happening around someone who is absolutely not prepared <laughs> yeah. for that. Then it manages to do like sort of like more intimate um, personal relationships very closely. It manages to do uh like maybe betrayal, maybe, yeah. maybe like who do, who do I trust? Where, where are the allegiances the, landing? The who do I trust moment of like yeah. maybe I have to go rogue because I can't trust any of these people, and manages to do epic final scene with. with things that will make yeah. you just go that was ridiculous and either you're the kind of person who, who is, will go well that wasn't very serious and uh, not, in, not in my it's... film and then the there's gonna be the people who like me just kind of laugh at most yeah. of th- that final act it's
1: it's i'm not laughing at the film in terms of a this is so bad i'm like it is a genuine just this is ridiculous, and someone sat down and seriously did this, and i'm I'm glad at your confidence in doing this. Yeah. Continue being ridiculous. Yeah. I appreciate
0: ridiculousness. It's, I would
1: like more ridiculousness it's, in the world. it's not a perfect film on paper, but it is a very fun film. It yeah. is a film that I'm very glad this film exists, and I hope we get more of this. yeah, I think, um, I
0: think the only thing that I would have done differently <laughs> which i should have done because i considered it looking at the trailer i was like mm, do i need to go and does the dog die.com and and make sure the cat's okay yeah like i i had concerns yeah that several points for that cat there is a cat who is at times in peril peril um uh yeah and, yeah. and i i probably would have been more relaxed for like uh, Half an hour of that film. Yeah. In, had I known. in future, if you just
1: want to nudge me in the film and go, "Yes or no, is the cat going to be okay?" I will just tell you, and that's fine. Um, but someone else might hear, I know. and they might be seeing it for the first time. I'm sure they won't mind a whispered, you know, whether or not the cat's fine. Maybe they will. I don't um,
0: know. But anyway, yeah, I, that 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 would that I think was the only source of tension for me in that film. Yeah, it's 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 a fun one. Yeah, good, more silly. I I do enjoy. That whatever you would call that genre of not too serious spy, but yeah. maybe not quite a full on comedy. Yeah, I don't know if you'd
1: call that a comedy. It's it's not necessarily on the like um uh, uh um it's not on the the Johnny English end of the scale. No. It's it's closer to the Kingsman area. I'd say it's a little more on the having fun with it side than than Kingsman in some regards. I think so. I I think it's a little more silly and a little more light hearted, but. It's in that same ballpark mm. of, of genre. Yes. Um. But yeah, what about you? What have you put in your eyes this week?
0: Uh, I finally got back to, to reading my uh, Spider-Verse, Spider-Geddon Your omnibus. huge fucking Spider-Man comic back. Like, 1,200-page like comic book that I have to put on a table because I can't like hold it in my hands while I'm reading because it's too fucking heavy and it makes my wrists hurt. <laughs> um. Like, at first I did sort of, sort of sit there with it in my hands, and after about half an hour I was like, my wrists are fucking killing me, I need to put this book down. Um, yeah, like, I feel like I'm about a quarter of the way through it now, and despite that, there is still so much that seems to be mostly set up. Uh, I think we talked about this uh, when I first started reading it a while ago, but it's me and a book, and uh, I struggles to get back to it after a while. Yeah, um, because it was like I could be playing a video game. Yeah, so like, no, finish read the fucking book that you got and went out of your <laughs> way to get. Um, it's fascinating. Like I, I would probably need to talk to Arachno about like how much of this like ever comes back ever again ever (laughs) versus like what is just like here is just a one-off setup because there are infinite spiders people like there was an adorable character who was just like uh young nerd girl on a science trip ended up uh getting bit and just becoming this adorable nerdy like Wearing a, a, a baggy hoodie uh, as the the sort of first Spider Man outfit, uh, like the very very first Spider Man was like a paper bag on the head, like lunch bag on the head. Oh. I was like, hang on, that's mm-hmm. I, that that feels like a callback to an entirely different Spider Person. Um, just this adorable nerd and Arachno's like, no, that's kind of a one off character. Like I haven't read all of the other stuff but that character is that that was that was it that yeah. that one moment and this was like that's adorable mm-hmm. um i've just had a really good moment where the conceit was this universe's spider-man was a uh like a, a, a weekly serialized comic in a newspaper <laughs> so it was constantly happening in like two and three panels of a, of, a, of a comic strip And at the end of every, everyone, it's something bad is about to happen. And the beginning of the new one is we're recapping the last one. And eventually the the villain was just like, I'm, I'm just leaving. This is driving me nuts. What is going on in this universe? Why does everything keep looping back? Um, it was, it was fun. It was silly. There was a steampunk Spider-Woman. I thought that was very cool. Like a whole concept of, of, like, like, steampunk versions of a lot of the enemies. I don't know if that is a, a, a wider version of the... Uh, uh, like, a, the, that is a more expanded sp- Spider-Person um, book. But, yeah, I, I'm i so far enjoying all of the different versions, and I am curious about where when it will all come together. Like, it feels very much like we have got that sort of started. Like, we've met um, Spider-Ham. Mm. Uh, like, Spider-Ham is going out on missions, I've just spotted uh, Spider-Man Noir, uh, who went and saved uh, Peter Parker, who was about to basically turn into a six-foot spider, uh, while also out on a mission with the six-armed Spider-Man, who who I I do not know well. We've also had, uh, is it Penny? Mm. The one with the mech from that Jared Way invented? Oh, yes. um, uh, Penny Parker. Penny Parker, like the, the... S P slash slash scheme and, and all of that stuff. That was interesting. Like I didn't don't really know much about that character. And that was interesting learning about how sort of how all of that works and the, the connection like the, the psychic connection to the, mm. the spider that maybe is still attached, but maybe you can't always see it for for whatever reason. I don't really understand all of that, because that wasn't super well explained. But the mech's cool. Yeah. And Penny really does have that Neon Genesis Evangelion slightly. Oh, yes. Well, my dad's died, and apparently my universe is going to shit. And, but I've got the spider and the mech. Okay. We're, we're doing our little best. Um, it's, yeah, big heavy book. I, I look forward to getting back to more of it. Artwork beautiful. Story fascinating. And I do appreciate that... Uh, I feel like at the time, reading it in individual comic books, it might have been a bit annoying to go, we're having full-on breakdowns of these particular characters that we, we the people who actually read this damn comic book, have, have known about for ages. And um, But for the sake of the omnibus and putting them all together, we're explaining characters and, and all sorts of other things. Mm. I appreciate that because I don't have the time to read all of the spiders men and women and Cars and pigs, Mm. Uh, but yeah, fascinating. Yeah, enjoying it so far, and I will report back as I have proceeded further. Hopefully, not in another uh, nearly year. What about you? What else have you looked up uh no, I think that's been it for me. Really, this week it's been a lot of
1: just like having. I've I've been doing a lot of work projects, so it's been a lot of like things I've already seen on in the background. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been doing the thing. Of having like old E3 presentations and stuff on. Because uh, there's potentially a new Switch coming. Potentially we're like a month away <laughs> from, from a Switch successor being revealed, it seems, so and, oh, and it's not even that. It's specifically like I'm I'm in the weeds on weird, fascinating changes for the games industry. Mm. I've been watching a bunch of uh Xbox conferences specifically. Yeah. Because by the time you hear this, uh it will probably have already happened. But uh, Xbox is doing an announcement of some kind because there's been a bunch of leaks that suggest that a bunch of Xbox exclusives are starting to come to other platforms. And these rumours started, like, really snowballing to, like, you know, it started with Hi-Fi Rush, Sea of Thieves, you know, those make sense. Maybe Hi-Fi Rush is going to get a sequel they want to get excitement for. Sea of Thieves is, is multiplayer, so maybe they want a bigger audience. And it started snowballing to, like, uh gears of war halo all fucking all of their franchises are going multi-platform they're getting out of the hardware business which seems unlikely and we are imminently on the crux of xbox saying whatever the heck and deal with all that is and that's gotten me in the like thinking about the shape of the industry and where the various console manufacturers are going and that sort of headspace mm. so i've been watching old uh it, it's been old Xbox conferences for some of their weirder decisions and some of their more big swerves, plus Nintendo conferences because, like, we might be imminently getting new hardware and it's just interesting to linger on what was the perception of the Switch when it was first announced versus now where it's at? There was so much scepticism around, like, the early reveal for the Switch and it's it's I we mean, real... were in
0: the centre of it, because... I mean, yeah, that was a, you, it, that like was a weird... was a bunch
1: of the NX stuff. That was a weird time. It was a weird time indeed. But yeah, there were a lot of people who were not sold on the concept. It's very interesting specifically to go back and watch the, um, the onstage presentation they did that was the, here's the price and the release date, but also, like, a trailer for ARMS and 1-2-Switch and some fairly dry business talk and the ice cubes in the controller demo Yeah, that was like an hour long and it's really interesting like seeing what hit and what didn't of the ways they were trying to like formally present that versus like the three minute trailer they initially were like here's the concept go we're not going to say anything else for like two months but yeah what about you you put anything else in your eyes that's pretty much it for me (gasps) well then time for this
0: hello yes we've got a new sponsor who's our new sponsor Uh, well do you have a lot of like social media
1: i do have a lot of social media like
0: multiple
1: i have too much social media some might say you do have a lot i have a lot
0: would you like a thing that basically condenses all of social media down to like 10 or 15 posts that you'll actually give a fuck about that sounds very convenient Would you like something that instead of, you know, eight adverts to every post from a friend will just give you a summary of what's good on each of the services on that given day? Again, that in theory sounds pretty good. Would you also like maybe a separate tab that includes like the actual current events from live where the things are happening in that usual unbiased way that we can usually only get from direct social media rather than the actual press? Again, this all sounds pretty good. Well, head on over to socialrecap.lol.net, enter the code QNPS294, and you can get your very own social recap. It's like a little app for all of your apps that just tells you pretty much what's going on all of them in like a bullet-pointed list. So it's condensing social media into a
1: form where I don't have to sit and scroll looking for dopamine. Yeah, you don't even have to look at the adverts. Yeah, but part of my brain wants to be scrolling, though. I mean, you could make it scrollable. You
0: you could just, like... Just, Ooh, I scrolled up and down to the top and bottom of the 12-point list. Yeah, Ooh. or you could put them in a larger font. Ooh. You could, like, do it letter by letter. You could Ooh. just keep scrolling down. Oh, and there's then quite a lot of scrolling there, I see. You get to do the scrolling, but now it's only one letter at a time. Ooh. And, you, you, and maybe because ADHD, you won't even remember what that word was. Well, And you have then. to start again, and then you get to do the whole thing again. Ooh. Well, that's socialrecap.lol.net and code QNPS294, and you can get 10% off nothing, because it doesn't cost anything, but the, at least they'll know that we sent you, and they'll be happy about that, and we will have been worth the advertising revenue. Woohoo! Inside the boardroom of Supremacy Software. Hi. Hi.
1: So, uh... I, I got more problems.
0: Why? Right,
1: it's just constant. I know. Why? I know. I know. Could it not uh,
0: just be
2: money? Well, the
1: reason we get problems is because we keep promising things and then not doing them because we want to make more money, and then people expect to do How do people do the remember? Things. I know. I know. Well, we, I,
0: I. We do all those tests, and they say there's like limited focus and people won't remember things and yeah people why why are suddenly people
3: remembering so much that's what i want to know right
1: well i maybe we shouldn't be surprised these ones remembered uh, right. it's the regulators
3: don't did we not pay them off did we not uh, fund someone's did, did our guy not win apparently not apparently right. the right okay. money didn't
1: go to the right places um, oh god damn it so you know, when we recently bought that really big studio. Oh, yeah. And we, you know, we, we you know, let's be honest. We were aiming for a monopoly. We want to control the industry. Oh, yeah. But like, you know, they were all, eh, it's anti-competitive to make a monopoly.
3: Blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, And then we lied and lied and lied yeah. and lied and lied and, L- and lied and lied and lied and then they let us have the thing.
1: Yeah. And one of the lies we told was yeah. uh, that we would not do mass layoffs of all <laughs> yeah. of the, the, new, the, the newly acquired company staff. As soon as we acquired them. I love that song. Yeah. But, uh, I really, 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 really want to do layoffs. Oh, yeah. And we yeah. did tell them...
3: We told say them we, we would to do, do
0: layoffs,
1: right? Yeah. Well, no, we said we weren't going to do layoffs. No, to each other. Well, yeah, we said to each other we were going to do right. layoffs. So, uh, we need to find, like, a reason that we can do layoffs to stop the regulators getting mad about it right uh because we you know we started trying to fire a few people and they were like oh this looks like layoffs so we need we need we need an excuse quick uh right so here's here's my starting uh my, my my idea uh everyone in that company got caught leaking company secrets all at exactly the same time Everyone. No, you can't see evidence of it. No. Uh, that would that's, be trade that's against uh, the data protection or whatever.
2: Uh, do but, we have that here?
1: Uh, maybe we can say we do, but Could we maybe set up an office in Europe, and then that would. Yeah, be so something like that. But yeah, we we uh, we had to fire them all because they all did the same one crime. It's not layoffs. It's cr- punishment. It's it, it's firing for a thing they did wrong that they have to be like go for. Right. Do, you, do you have any better ideas, or, uh... Right, right now, that's that's all um, I
2: got. What if we say that they, uh,
3: slipped and fell out of the company?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they, they... Someone tripped over and spilled coffee on the paperwork, and now we, we can't let them in the office. We don't know that they're employed. Exactly. We can't even prove they ever worked here. Exactly. It's
3: not a lie if you maybe never worked here. What if we just say, nah, they never work here. Don't know what you're, don't know what you're talking about. Nah, yeah. la la la, not listening. I think that might be the thing that tips it over the edge. Uh, you are a fucking genius. I know.
1: So, huh,
0: what have you put in your ears? What have I put in my
1: ears? I've put
0: a couple of new bits of music in my ears mm-hmm. that I hadn't listened
1: to before. I listened to a track called Polka Never Dies by the Dreadnoughts. Hell yeah. Uh, it is a pretty fun mix of polka and a little bit of rock influence, particularly on the vocals. The vocals are um, like uh, a fairly like angry rock vocals on polka about just kind of loving a genre of music that is considered to be dying, and being like, nah, nah, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep this genre going. It's it's a good genre. Don't 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 let people tell you it's going away. Uh, never let polka die thank you weird al for introducing me to polka Uh, at one point the devil comes over and knocks on the door and it's like nah fuck off polka never dies uh yeah it was a fun little track um the other one i listened to was a kind of stupid song called i hope your chicken nuggies get soggy uh by boy junior it is an upbeat bouncy track about trying to find insults that will actually hurt like a whiny man child in your life and you know they range from like I hope that that in an online g- game one of the other players calls you a noob. It's like, just try, trying, to, trying to get at the heart of a person who's not really got many problems to be like, <laughs> oh, 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 I hope this happens to you. Does that hurt? I hope you're not
0: first.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> um... I hope you write write the co- the kind of thing like I hope you write the comment first, but it posts second. <laughs> it it's a fun, silly little track. I had fun with it. Um, good modern insults. Yeah. these are what we need. Other than that, I'm continuing to slowly plod through. Welcome to Night Vale. Yeah. We've talked about it before. It's that radio radio show from another universe. I am getting through maybe two episodes a week. I for anyone who's like up to date, I am at the Who's a Good Boy. double episode um i'm i i've started the first part of two and i'm deeply curious where it's going um but yeah i'm slowly making my way through i'm i think like a third of the way through Vale. hell yeah um this is i don't think i ever got to this before so i think i think i've crossed the point of my previous the furthest I got in nightmare. I feel
0: like your first attempt was very similar to my first attempt. You got to like just after the, the uh the book. Yeah and then sort of dropped off a little bit. Yeah. And to be fair, things do feel a little bit deflated after that first I, big I can thing. get
1: why you would fall off that. I don't think it was even that. I think it was just a coincidence of timing if I stopped having an hour's walk early in the morning or late at night to work yeah. and that killed the vibe of night vale for me i need yeah it I is need a limin- thing for going yeah. for a walk at night i need a liminal space for night vale be it an early morning or late night walk or apparently
0: being in a swimming pool yeah apparently that's enough of a liminal space for me i think it's it's shut off enough and in many ways it's a little bit surreal yeah. to be listening to something like night vale while in a pool surrounded by other people yeah. who you're not really there it's, to talk to
1: I need to be in some way separated from the rest of my everyday life mm. be that uh, you know I'm walking in the dark alone and I can imagine I'm in another world a little bit or sort of feel that way or swimming pool where it's like this is not where I usually am this is the place where the weird the weird radio station happens <laughs> Um, yeah what about you what have you put
0: in your ears this week uh, well I remember I was talking about how I was waiting for that playlist to roll around so I could listen to the rest of it uh, well, it happened, and I got a bunch of the other tracks to, to talk about. Uh, so, first one is, uh, Lexerus and Andromedic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the track's called Adrenaline, featuring Nula. And, uh, yeah, it's really good upbeat drum and bass. Very exciting. Uh, I like the adrenaline. The adrenaline, good. Uh, next one was Captain Flat Cap going off. Mm-hmm. Uh is Captain Flatpack, Flat Cap. It's got the good flutes, it's got the good dance music, a little bit glitchy. And uh yeah, it's 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 a good fun vibe and it's all about going off. It's going off. Yeah. Uh next one was uh Decline Three Little Birds featuring uh <laughs> Um this is the every little thing's going to be alright drum and bass thing mm-hmm. that uh, everyone went a bit wild to oh yes yes uh really upbeat lovely lovely version of that track um next one was uh wilkinson infinity featuring uh liola and tom kane it's again good uh, sh- i should i should have known it was uh was wilkinson because it's good upbeat. Yeah, Wilkinson, Wilkinson has a vibe. We, we've talked about uh, Afterglow a few times before. Oh, yeah. Like, it, to be fair, a lot of the hospital records signed people make amazing music and very much appreciated. Uh, Sub Focus, Vibration, one more time, uh, featuring Adrenaline. Again, really good, very upbeat. I don't know what else I can say. It's, it's, it's all really good feel-good music that make my brain very happy yeah um simon father and uh ivan back sway which mambo mm-hmm. me and my toothbrush remix <laughs> uh so this is uh when the rhythm starts to sway yes it's that but it's a oh gosh what would i even call it kind of trancey remix of mm. that is good we it was it was a weird night because at the start of the night they played a remix of uh sandstorm we were both like, I oh, was yeah. not expecting to hear Sandstorm played uh, in the year of our Lord 2021. Uh, but there we were. Uh, and the last track I want to mention is Age of Love by Age of Love. Uh, the uh, With Charlotte DeWitt uh, remix. Um, yeah, it's really good, upbeat, uplifting. Um, hands in the air, trance, good, really nice time. We, we I think we listened to this at New Year's as well, but I didn't know the name of it. Um, ah. Yeah, it's some good music that we've listened to, and hopefully that will get you going. I have I have saved copies of all of those tracks, and I will be listening to those while you're listening to Night Vale <laughs> during our next swim. Uh, have you listened to anything else? Um, no, I think that's it for me, really. Well, then, time for this. <laughs>
1: Are you tired of streamers who aren't playing the game as well as
3: you think they should? Yeah. Can you not resist telling them how poor their performance is? Yeah. Well, our advanced program is for you. Our experts will work with you to get you the knowledge you need. And that knowledge is that you should shut the fuck up. Uh? Yes, shutting the fuck up is the ultimate solution for other people having to put up with your toxic, opinionated bullshit. Shutting the fuck up. Try it today. I lost my plough, and I reckon it were them fair folk what stuck it. Oh, same thing happened to me. I lost me black hat and me boots just last week. Them fay are always nicking our stuff. Well, I'm marching right up to the fairy ring right now. I'll have a word, so I will. Oi, fairies. You've pilfered your last plough, you thieving little likes. Oh, hello. Can I help you folks? Why you keep nicking our things? Yeah, every time I turn around, I've lost something else. Well, I can show you. We've stolen nothing. Just one moment. Mm, I may have an idea. Oh, here it comes, all the excuses. Here, what are you doing in my ear? Just one moment, fellas. Hey, you stop that. Aha, uh-huh, got it. My clothes, My new boots? No, I've no idea where your things are, but you do both have ADHD. Oh. Your things are just lost, not stolen. So, uh, it could be witches then?
0: I... no...
3: Not witches. Definitely witches.
0: No, not witches or brownies or sprites. Fair folk. Bigfoots, which don't exist, by the way.
3: That's just what they they tell you to say.
0: Oh, come on, I'll help you find the plough. Do you know what I want to see more what of? What do you want to see more of? Brochure Justice Warriors. Brochure Justice Warriors. Yeah.
3: All right, Larry. All right, mate. How you doing? Oh, you know, doing, doing, doing my best in that. Oh, yeah, yeah, same, same. Yeah, you, you've, you've been up to much. Oh, I've been watching in disappointment at the uh, CDC over in the States. Yeah, what well, what they done now? Well, yeah, uh, they're continuing to uh, uh, not put uh, medical science first in their messaging at, at the behest of... Uh, uh, political pressure, right. they have uh, yeah. dropped their uh, their, their uh, guidance that you should is- self-isolate for five days if you get COVID. Right. Uh, you know, they, they, that is no longer the official guidance they are giving the people of the United States. Right. And that's frustrating because the virus has not changed. No, in it, f- fact, I think I've seen uh, the World Health Organization this week, in fact, saying nothing has changed since the very beginning, in fact... Things are, in many ways, worse now, and we yeah. really need to be treating this very seriously. Yeah, you know, the CDC's uh, explanation they're allegedly giving is, well, most people have had a vaccine now, so it's probably fine. And it's like, well, no, because vaccine is not 100% effective, and, you know, the more people get, get COVID, the more chance it has to mutate and make it so that that one vaccine you had is less effective, you know? Yeah, so- and the, the other thing is, you know, at this point, we have acknowledged that, it's been so long since most people had a vaccine or even a booster that, you know, that is actually kind of starting to wear off and we is less effective than it was and therefore, you know, much more more risk is is current or is, is, is possible exactly. at the moment. And it, it's one of those things. It's important to remember any time that, like, you know, this kind of change in medical guidance happens when nothing has actually changed around something like COVID yeah. to go, you know this is a political move it is a move intended to go get back to living your normal lives and and let's not keep you know putting life on hold for this which you let's, know let's not hurt the economy it, exactly it all boils down to let's not hurt the economy get back to being good little worker drones yeah. we don't want uh, your boss having to pay for five days of you being at home just because you've got a highly communicable disease that, you know, is uh, going to cause long-term health problems. Well, why should you be the only one knocked out, you know, share it around the office? I hope you brought enough COVID for everyone. Exactly, exactly. And it's, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating yeah, seeing, yeah. you know, it, there was once upon a time where it's like, oh, you are still in the communicable stage of a disease. Common sense. We do not want you back in the office. You know, it, it. You know, even if you're just thinking about capitalism, you should probably go. If that, if you come in, you're going to make other people sick, and that is going to cost us more in the long run than just letting you have the five days off. Yeah, you right. know. Think think long ter- longer term than just today capitalism. Well, because- indeed, and, and also talking about long term, you know, you've got a worker that you've, you know, potentially trained. You might consider them very good. Maybe they've been there a while. They're one of your more experienced staff. What if they end up suffering with long COVID situation and then they become less able to, to work at all? Uh, you know, again, yeah. you're not thinking long term, but that person might have long term implications of of your yeah. short term thinking and, and you know we should you know not have to think it in terms of capital we should just be able to go it's the morally right thing to do to let a person who is ill stay at home and not infect others. But, yeah, you know, yeah, even yeah. if, you know, you are going to think about, you know, from the economy's perspective, it is very short-sighted to force people with COVID back to work. It's not yeah. in your long-term best interests, uh, people making these changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then, uh, you know, I think ultimately what you have to do with this sort of thing is is look globally rather than just locally. So, you know, if you're... Yeah, government is maybe saying, "Well, we, uh, we, we, we're gonna, we're just gonna get back to normal." You know, don't worry about the isolation. thing. Look at, you know, what is the World Health Organization saying? What are other countries who are, you know, as as having as much COVID around as anyone else? What are they saying in response? Have they have they changed any of of, of their reaction to these things? Exactly. And exactly. the answer right now is absolutely not. Indeed, indeed. fancy yeah. oh, hug, mate. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Good hug, Good mate.
0: Good hug. Good Good right, I think I'll uh, go and pop the kettle on. Oh, it sounds lovely.
3: Oh, it's nice, nice.
0: <laughs> So, Laura? Yeah. You do things, and people like to see those things and know about those things. Find out about where they can find those things. Tell us where they can find those things. They can find those things at Laura K
1: Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K Buzz on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, uh, Blue Sky, Mastodon, uh, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. Uh, as little as a dollar a month over there it allows me to keep doing the stuff that I do. Uh, just Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. Um, I, I got a whole bunch of stuff that's gonna appear at some point. So follow Laura K Buzz, that's how you'll find it all. What about you? Whereabouts are you me? on the internet? Well,
0: I don't have the unified branding, but I do have a link tree. It's linktur.e slash janiac. J-A-N-E-I-A-C. You can find the t-shirts I design, the music I make, the things I write, so all sorts of stuff, all of my stuff is over there, including my Patreon, patreon.com slash stoned monkey radio. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help me justify all of the time I put into making these things to help entertain people, hopefully. Uh, Yeah, Um, this is very much appreciated. And Laura, I think that's everything. So will you sing us out, please, darling? Until next time, be a stranger.